On this episode of the podcast, I have with me Carlos Raglan. He is the Assistant VP Configuration Manager at Valley Bank. We're going to be diving into different components of IT service management. We're going to talk about, you know, the changing scope of ITSM, if ITSM needs its own service management officer. And we're going to talk to Carlos about getting buy-in, which is super important in his role and his job duties. Carlos, thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. And I guess a little context, if you could tell us like as a assistant VP configuration manager, what that exactly means. And I mean, obviously Valley Bank, I think the bank kind of gives it away, but give us a little you know, insight in terms of what Valley Bank does as well. Okay. Yeah. So about Valley, uh, Valley Bank or Valley National Bank is a regional financial institution with $42 billion in assets and more than 200 branches located throughout New Jersey, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island, Florida, and Alabama. Valley was founded in 1927. It's an older and mature bank. And the simple um, principle is based off of is creating better banking opportunities for our customers and helping communities grow and prosper. And I have the opportunity of helping them do that as a uh, configuration manager or assistant VP configuration manager or Valley Bank working uh, in application services and under IT service management. Absolutely. So I guess I know your background, you know, you've done a lot of IT service management in your past. And I think when we were talking about the role, I think one thing that came up through our conversation is just the changing scope of ITSM and how wide it's gotten. And maybe you can kind of walk us through, like obviously you've seen the evolution of the industry and, and and kind of where it's gotten to. But how do you view that from you know, maybe the last couple of years to now? Right. Should I tell you more about me and, and the history, uh, where I come from? I can share that and, you know, let's see how that goes, starting with that. So first and foremost, I started sharing data with people using Lotus Notes, one, two, three. And it went from sharing spreadsheets to information such as, you know, information that a manager or a executive can use to reduce costs or save some money. From there, you know, my experience went from building spreadsheets to working in accounts payable audits department. And, and then finally at AT&T Capital Corporation, where I was going there to become an investment banker because of my degree in finance, I decided to stay in IT once I got there working the help desk. So I started off in the help desk in 1995. So 1995 to now, right? I've done everything from MSML migrations to operating system upgrades and migrations, desktops, uh, migrations from Windows for work groups all the way through Windows NT to Windows 7. And I've also did server upgrades. I also did Cisco routing and switching and worked in network operations at night. And so did a lot of work of um, doing router and switch code changes and upgrades. I also uh, worked on my own company or own my own company where I went around the country installing Alturus, Alturus notification server, which was at one time considered the CMDB. And from there, I've got my hands on an opportunity to work at a utility company in New Jersey, whereby um, I was going corp to corp and working for or through CompuCom, where I was the Alturis owner. And at that time, 
had the opportunity to work with Altiers and also Microsoft System Center, SCCM, the old SMS, and integrate data from that platform into ServiceNow. And from there, it was around 2010 where my relationship or where I started working with ServiceNow in 2011, and it hasn't stopped. So when we talk about from 2011 to now, I've done things from integrating data into these systems so other people can use this data all the way to IT service management and not just using the data to solve incidents and tickets or just to use it for managing change requests or problems. We are using it today to align the business to IT and hence really the uh, is what IT service management is all about. So you know, that's about me. You've been seeing the evolution of how, I mean, ServiceNow, obviously you're working with ServiceNow now, you know, as, as your main platform, but obviously the ITSM role, I think you had mentioned previously just the sheer scope of what's being managed has, has completely shifted in the last couple of years. Right, right. So from IT service management, you know, management of IT services today means managing the business services that uses information technology such as, you know, email services, Zoom service or video conferencing services, collaboration services, Salesforce or sales services, Workday, human resource services. So IT, you know, has been used to provide organizational services, but has, you know, in the past played a role as a support function. But today, you know, IT has been asked to partner with the business and help lead in solving problems, help lead in innovation, and help lead in reducing outages or disruption. So today, you know, when we talk about IT service management, at one time, we assumed that meant discovery and, and identifying servers and network devices, routers and switches across the network, and then associating or relating applications to those systems and services, but it has gotten so, I guess, I wouldn't say complex, but it has grown from this IT service management. Now you hear terms such as IT operations management now, which is all about discovery, event management, service heat maps, and workspaces. You're hearing concepts, and instead of just saying IT service management, we are talking about change management. We are talking about incident management or change management. So IT service management was, you know, really all about saying, hey, we want to align with the business so we can be business partners, so we can get a seat at the table. And in doing so, we need to be able to map these services or what the business holds near and dear to infrastructure, such as servers and uh, even some computers Mm -hmm. and routers and switches. So when one of those objects or one of those uh, configuration items, as we call them, servers or or routers or switches are having trouble or are in a failing state, we know what business is impacted. So I've seen it grown, not in just to service management itself, but problem change and incident management, IT operations management. Now we have catalog services, and now we also have workflows. We have, you know, automating or digitizing the organization thereby identifying outcomes and outcome processes and taking those processes and turning them into workflows. And hopefully we can automate most of it. And so we are automating or digitizing IT. And those are tied to 
service management. So with that, okay, we have service management. And even in ITIL today, when we talk about service management, you're not just talking about, okay, IT service management, incident problem and change. You are talking about, uh, okay, IT operations, DevOps. We are talking about artificial intelligence, you know, being able to use agents that can kind of help users with problems and solve them without having them um, call the help desk more than once. So, yeah, it has morphed into probably what it's supposed to have been in the first place was, you know, getting really back to managing the services presented to the organization. Yeah. And you'd mentioned, I mean, it's interesting because I, I think as you're, as you're kind of, you know, talking about this and you start thinking about just, you know, maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, you basically consume whatever services were essentially internal. I mean, we didn't have as much data exchange from the external world, not as many, you know, endpoints available to you. Now, when you're looking at, hey, we need to track down potential failure points in some service being provided, the scope that you just mentioned could cause, you know, a ripple that you've got to identify. And I think I had somebody talking about this is, you know, it's not that, you know, IT service management are the cops, but they're the ones who need to be watching for those failure points, be proactive and understanding, you know, how to deal with problems that are popping up and, and kind of, you know, reducing the repetitive nature of those type of issues. Right. I mean, when you say service management, well, how can you do service management if you're not monitoring you know, a service. I mean, you're not monitoring that server. That server or that router, that router is uh, generating errors, you know, or that server generating errors on some type of um, process running on that server. All of a sudden, we want some type of automation or some type of threshold or event management system to tell us something is wrong out there. Let's do something about it before our customers, before our business units, before our organization has to go into outage mode, has to be disrupted. So, you know, when we talk about service management, yeah, it's more than this mapping applications and service to business services or business units or segments. It's about saying, hey, we are lining that stuff we spend a lot of money on, right? IT spend, we are aligning that to business processes or business services. And so we know not just having a capability to prevent a event or an outage from occurring, but also to start to look at security. You know, what's out there, we know about it. We know what's in our state. We know what is possibly vulnerable. We know what is possibly the crown Jews of the organization and what we will have to lock down and protect. Because now, you know, we can see everything. We know it's ties to messaging services is, is a service that everyone uses in the company. And if that was to go out, we would have definitely problems or, <laughs> or everyone would be disrupted. We know today if our collaboration or if our video conferencing services like Zoom were to take a hit today, we know the impact of that. And so we are able to see when those things are starting to bubble up and before they go red, you know, catch them while they are yellow and to keep them green. So, you know, I think IT service management is, I think CIOs are now starting to say, well, well, you know, we go through this whole, you know, something goes down, we get everybody on the phone, and then we walk away, and then a couple of weeks or a month later, it happens again. So we are getting in out of that comfort zone that's saying that's okay, because that's no longer okay, right? 
we have the technology today. We have artificial intelligence. We have systems that are smart enough to do things that can prevent an outage today. So IT service management, we talk about managing the services that the business consume, that our internal and external customers consume. You know, yeah, IT service management is really big and some people don't realize how big it is. It's grown in you know, massive you know, steps over the last couple of years, as you've mentioned. When you're looking at the future, obviously, yes, you, know, you mentioned the CIO. We have a CIO. We have a you know potentially a, a CISO for the security side, uh, chief data officer. So there's other roles bubbling up to the C level where they're having a seat to have their input heard. See at the table, like you say, yeah. See at the table, uh-huh. yeah. Service management. I mean, I've I've heard of a service management officer. I don't know how common it is, or it's just a term that's bandied about right now. But do you envision as this need is becoming more crucial to organizations that you know having that C level or something very close to it's going to be something that comes to fruition? Yeah, of course. I mean, I put that on my one on one list with my boss a couple of years ago. You know, what you want to be five or ten years from now? Well, I want to be a service management officer, right? So what do you mean, service management officer? I mean, I mean your service management officer. I'm like, you like, is it he like, well, is it really that important? And so when we talk about it, I think today you have service management offices, right? You have a service management office. A lot of companies are starting to, you know, stand up a service management office. That's like a PMO, a project management office. So you have a service management office. That's to say, hey, we have an office that's dedicated, that is really trying to elevate the IT service management or enterprise service management practices, right? So, and having a office in your organization, then, you know, what will come after that? Even the security office, right? You know, you have a security officer, you know, so I can see you having the service management officer to make sure that we are really taking a hard look at not only mapping our IT spin or our IT infrastructure servers and routers and switches. So when we talk about IT service management as a office, you know, because we have project management offices, we have a security office. It's not hard to say, well, if you have a service management office or enterprise management office, then perhaps you should have a service management officer for that office. And that office, we talk about, you know, the purpose of that. What's the purpose of that? Because a lot of times when we talk about service management, we talk about leadership. And one way to drive leadership and make sure you have a seat at the table is make sure you have identified how important it is to the organization by saying, it's so important, we're going to establish an office. And then we're going to establish an officer to manage and lead that office. And we are talking about then helping the organization better manage IT services and align them with the business. You know, conversations about business capability, expectations of IT, IT spending roadmaps are central. I mean, it's like saying, well, I have service management and because I have service management, I can do application portfolio management and therefore I can tie business capability to my IT my IT spin or what I have in the IT estate. And therefore, when business managers or, or the CEO or some other leader start to talk about innovation and talk about revenue generation, they are talking to the service management officer 
who say, okay, let's look at those services. So today, these services are doing this for you. And today, tomorrow, these services can be doing that. And sounds like we are talking about services for other consumers or users. So we are talking about here really integrating IT into the organization in a matter or method that allows the organization to say, we need you, we need you IT in the middle of everything we do. A service management office can provide that. It's an interesting role and and obviously you're managing these services and you know, I think you mentioned buy-in and the cross-functional nature of what you're doing, because obviously lots of other people are owning lots of other components to potentially, you know, help as as a problem or an incident arises. And when you're looking at service, you know, management officer role, or you're looking at, you know, even the current role you have, you know, I'd imagine that cross-functional nature, this role kind of having that view across these different organizations, you know, obviously the CIO is going to be aware of it, but having somebody who's actually, you know, daily dealing with it and and understanding the ramifications is really where all this is probably driving to. Right, right. So when we start to dig deep, you know, the CIO and the CEO and the CFO, right, and the CHO, they are busy, right? So do they really have the cycles or the bandwidth to take on that area or concept or the take to actually lead in the capacity of a service management officer. No, they don't. So, you know, we talk about leadership, you know, the leadership part of the service management office and the officer thereof, you know, it's all about driving value, right? And with services, you can pretty much, you know, understand the value of IT, meaning that, you know, it's all about value streams. We talk about value streams and how we achieve those value streams are through services. So we have services that map up to those value streams to facilitate those value streams. And then we track it and stack and measure those services on the IT service management. So they are becoming very important. I don't know if all of you or if you heard of Noom, but Noom is a way to help reduce or lose weight, if you will, to get in shape and lose weight, Noom. And one of the first things you are doing with Noom in the beginning of the program is actually writing down or charting everything you eat, right? And if you're not counting calories, if you're not watching everything you eat, if you're not aware of what you are consuming, then, you know, how are you really going to lose weight? Because, you know, it's, I mean, that's the way it works. You, you lower your uh, calorie intake and then um, you can lose weight. I mean, that's not the end game, but, you know, that along with exercise and strength building, you know, and not eating or indulging and watching those triggers that cause you to eat more, you are aware. Likewise, in service management, knowing what you have across your estate and mapping those two services is helping you be a better consumer. Do you know that there's a lot of CIOs or CEOs, I mean, they don't understand how much they employ throughout the estate, how many applications are purchased out there and running in different countries or different areas that are redundant. Had they known, had a good idea that, hey, these applications map to these capabilities and these services, and therefore, you know, why are we buying another title? You know, we should be using this title, this particular license agreement, and leveraging that across the organization. 
So again, knowing what you are consuming and and why you are consuming is all about mapping those things you consume to services, to IT services. And once you start to do that, it's clear on whether you need to buy, hold, or sustain, or retire. So those are some critical steps you need to kind of hone in on when we are talking about, well, what value does the service management office provide, right? It provides us the value to look across our value streams and map those value streams and services and understand the IT services that's mapped to those business services. Then from an implementation point of view, it goes hand in hand. From an implementation point of view, having that visibility, you can better talk about you know, what these business applications are doing. Are they important? Because people talk about servers and network gear and they talk about cloud servers and going AWS or Azure. But, you know, the user, the end user, the customer who's consuming your services really don't care about how many servers you have. They don't care how many routers you have, how many switches you have. They don't care if the network is up and down. They want to, when they go to your application, all right, your web interface, they want it to work. That's it. So what the consumer or the user or the end user, internal or external, what they see is the application to get work done. And if that application isn't up, then that service isn't up. So the first and foremost, getting buy-in, we got to understand that, hey, you know, the users use these services. If you want good surveys, if you want to generate revenue, if you want to get good SATs or satisfaction, well, um, if you want surveys with um, good or high SATs, scores, then you definitely want to be looking at IT service management. IT service management will will help you map that. Start with the service and its applications, you know, and then we map it underneath. A lot of organizations, what what they have done in systems like ServiceNow, you know, they took all their stuff that they can get their hands on, like uh, server information, computer information, user information from Workday or ADP or whatever system. You know, they took that information and stuffed it into fields in the ServiceNow database or configuration management database and said, okay, we are doing IT service management now because now we can see all the stuff and when a ticket comes, we can map a server or application to a ticket. No, it's bigger than that. And I think the mistakes have been is that we started with you know, the server and the physical hardware first versus starting with the service and the business application that's mapped to that service first. You know, what the end user is going to consume, both internal and external. Then, last but not least, you know, if organizations are really, really, um, I guess, um, focused on collaboration, I mean, You know, having a system where people really understand how IT services are mapped to the business and um, how the business is mapped to IT through uh, service management, everyone works better together. So instead of having these siloed systems, we have one system where everybody understands that, oh, okay, if I'm a privacy officer, you know, then I know that I need to look at applications and the infrastructure they are running on through a system where I can 
record and track whether or not something is vulnerable or where something has PII or have uh, private information or confidential information running across it or have customer information running across it. And that can all be mapped through service management because business applications can carry that information that map applications to users, to business services, to business segments, apartments, and whether or not an application expose customer or corporate sensitive data. So, you know, I think the buy-in and today I see is is being less of a struggle. People want to be able to say, hey, we understand the why. You know, we understand the why because, you know, our organization exists to provide a service to people. Here's the services they provide to people. And here's the IT that deliver that service. That's what service management is all about. That's awesome. That's a great explanation. I think that really hit the spot. And I was going to thank you for coming on and sharing because I think uh, you have a deep background in all this. And I think your views are fantastic. If somebody does want to reach out to you to get in touch with you about something you spoke about today, is LinkedIn a good place to hit you up? Oh, yeah, definitely. Hit me up. You know, say I heard you where and um, then I would definitely respond. Awesome. We'll make sure to include your LinkedIn on the show notes so people know how to get in touch with you. Again, thanks for being on. And that's it for this episode of the podcast. And we'll be back again with a different guest and a different topic uh, soon. And two things I always ask for you guys is one, you know, keep subscribing. It's just organically growing. It's really awesome to see. And secondly, send me the topics. I've every week, a couple of people sending me topic requests of, you know, can you have this type of guest talk about these topics? And that really helps me align and, and look for somebody to speak to them. LinkedIn's a great place to DM me those type of uh, things. And until next time, thanks. 